Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Friday, February 4th. Coming up on the show today, I will not preview the Senior Bowl, the Pro Bowl, or the NHL All-Star Game, but we are going to talk about Tennessee Volunteers basketball with Josh Ward from WNML in Knoxville. But we're going to spend a lot of time today with Jonathan Utton of OutKick360 discussing all of the different roster decisions ahead of John Robinson this offseason, the draft, free agency, and what to do with the quarterback situation and Ryan Tannehill. The 440 is built for you every single Monday through Friday for free by the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. Go look at their work. If you're about to make a really big financial decision about your house, you should do so with all of the best possible information. And this is what the Kingston Group delivers for you. BuildKG.com. Check out the website. And remember the name, the Kingston Group. We begin the very long and hard look at the Tennessee Titans off-season decision-making, roster management, the draft, the combine, free agency. We begin all of that today by welcoming Jonathan Hutton of OutKick360 to the show. We're going to talk about exactly what should happen with Taylor Lewan and Roger Saffold along the offensive line. What should they do with some free agents? What position groups they should be targeting in the draft? We've got a lot of stuff to discuss with Jonathan Hutton, but of course we begin with the quarterback situation, Ryan Tannehill, and what exactly is the right question that we all should be asking about the Titans' signal caller? Well, Braden, I think it comes down to the question of, is he the guy to get you to a championship? That's the question that we were posing about Mariota and, and every quarterback, uh, and every market's doing this with their, with their quarterback situation. And a year ago at this time, we would have said absolutely, 100%, based on the numbers that the offense put up and how, you know, how bad the defense was. Now the focus is solely on Tannehill uh, paired with Todd Downing as, as play caller. And based on what we've seen the last couple of seasons in the playoffs, and I think the question's valid. I don't think you know, we're, we're reading too much into one game or, or overanalyzing one playoff game. Uh, look at the postseason numbers compared to the regular season numbers. And it's not just the last two years, but even in the 2019 championship run, AFC championship run, it was Henry on a tear. And while Tannehill stepped up and made some key throws and then some big ones, he played well. It was, what, 18 to 21 pass attempts per game. And then last year against the Ravens, when you needed him most, he wasn't that good. And this past season, as they bow out of the postseason to Cincinnati, again, three interceptions, and some of it can be play call and play design, but ultimately, it's about the quarterback. And if the quarterback's going to step up and make that key throw in the biggest moments. And I've said before, and I continue to look at it, in the biggest moments in the regular season, Tannehill's really good. In the biggest moments of the postseason, he's played small. And it, it's tough to argue against that if you're looking at it you know, uh, with with no dog in the fight here. And again, I, I think he's been a good quarterback. I think he is a good quarterback. But if we're asking the question, can he lead you to a title? I think that's a valid question and argument to be had behind closed doors. And I think they're doing it, although I don't think he's going anywhere. No, I, I don't think so either. That, that's my follow-up. If Robinson sits alone, John Robinson sits alone in his office by himself late at night, sipping bourbon, and he's looking at film and he's going, all right, the answer to your question that you just posed, Jonathan, is no. What what are his options now moving forward? I know they can get out of the contract in 2023, but what is the right approach? Well, he's sipping his bullet, right? And he's thinking, well, what happened at tight end? Jonu Smith was a very good option for Tannehill that they did not replace in any capacity. 
he's also pointing to the injuries. And while I think you can look at the injuries and every all the players that they went through this season, including the best player with Derrick Henry, you have to put more players around him than just A.J. Brown. I mean, and that's easier said than done, especially whenever that also includes the offensive line. So with that in mind, Ben Jones, free agent, you got some of the big defensive pieces, Harold Landry, Jayon Brown, Rashawn Evans. I think a lot of fans have some <laughs> have very specific ideas on a lot of those players, but what should the Titans be doing with some of their pending free agents? To me, it starts with Harold Landry. I think a franchise tag is headed his way the same way that they used it on Derrick Henry, where ultimately they just used the tag as an extension for negotiations and they got a deal done before the season. So I look at Landry in that same category because if you bring him back, you can get to the quarterback with four. And I think that's crucial for this defense. And that's a big reason why they catapulted up from where they were a year ago. So that's number one. The second layer to it, and maybe it's just 1A, 1B, is the offensive line. It starts on the left side with Lawan and Saffold. If, if you're asking me who's back, I don't know which one's back, but I think one of them, more importantly, is gone due to cap constraints and the, the money they can save this year on both guys. The reason why I don't think you can just overhaul the left side right now is they have swung and missed at right tackle. I don't think you can go into another season thinking that David Quesenberry, while a good backup, is a starting right tackle for you week one again. To me, that's not the right plan. And they haven't addressed that. Well, they've tried to address it. They haven't addressed it well at all uh, in the draft recently. So can you afford to replace? Now we're talking three. And then Ben Jones at center. I just don't think you can overhaul the entire offensive line. Jones, to me, is a big piece of their entire puzzle. And while he's as tough as nails and, and plays through it, lingering behind the, the scenes, you have to be thinking, Ben Jones and Roger Saffold, are they starting to decline based on injuries? Can we count on them week in, week out based on injuries? They're playing through it. I think they represent the mentality of the team, quite frankly. And I, I think that's important. And then you have to weigh the what's going on with, with Lawan and the money that he's owed, the money you can save on the cap by releasing him considering you know how many games he's played or not played over the last two and a half seasons. I think all of that's valid, and that's the toughest part of this, is putting the puzzle together. Because with Lawan, you're getting a guy who is not bowing out of games but is banged up quite a bit, but not as much as Saffold or Ben Jones leave for a series to go with the shoulder or just you know nicks and bruises and everything else. It's very interesting how they go about it, Braden, because I don't know if there's a, an exact right answer to it. I just don't think you can bring everyone back. I think you have to have a, a rebuilding plan there. And then, th then it starts at tight end. Right now, they don't have a tight end or contract for 2022. So uh, I think you can address that in multiple ways, draft and free agency. But to me, it starts up front on the offense and up front on the defense, primarily with Landry, and then going and sticking with the plan of, here's the veterans on the line we're going to keep, and here's why. And here's the money we're going to save by releasing some other options. So it, it's a it's a really good roster. It's a really good team. And yeah. Titans and Titans fans are going to hear, well, we're going to go into the draft with offensive line as a priority. That sounds terrifying, probably for most Tennessee Titans fans to yeah. go into the draft that way. I agree. Tight end and and depth at playmaker. If you want to include running back and receiver in that conversation, that's fine. What are the top positions of need? It sounds like you're saying tight end and offensive line. Yeah, writ large. Well, and then. A true number three wideout, and you know, I I I would assume they're going to say, well, we've got some options for that position 
but they're all banged up and they didn't finish the season or they got hurt relatively early on. And that's fine. But when you look at the Bengals, they, they can run it efficiently early in the year. They were running it efficiently with Joe Mixon. And then they transitioned into more of this offense goes through Joe Burrow and it goes through the playmakers. And they've got a true number one in A.J. Brown. Julio Jones is a number two for half of a game whenever he actually plays. But you can't, to me, you have to find a third option that can step up and be a number two receiver. I don't think they have that guy right now. They've got number threes, but not a number two, like a legitimate guy that you know is going to give you 40 to 50 yards a game. I don't think you go into the season with the group that they have or the group they finish with for sure. So if Henry goes down, if Henry's, you know, if the, if the defense stops him the way that we have seen Kansas City and Baltimore and Cincinnati do in the postseason against Henry, you got to have a, the ability to elevate in the passing game. The Titans haven't had that. To me, that's got to be a priority. Tied in, though, the, the intermediate routes and the throws over the middle on play action, that, that was where I, I thought they really missed out this year with Janu not being there. And you, he meant a lot to that offense, and they did not replace it, didn't come close to it not even flashes of replacing Jonu Smith. I think they have to find a very versatile passing threat, but also a guy that they're able to keep in there for two tight ends whenever they want to run the football. Well, the good news is for Titans fans that receiver, interior offensive line, and tight end are generally pretty easily acquirable pieces in rounds two through six. Robinson has been good there, but of course that leaves him drafting an offensive tackle in the first round, and we know how that goes. Hutton, always a pleasure, man. Outkick 360 every single weekday. We appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you, Braden. Good to talk with you, man. We welcome Josh Ward from WNML to the show at Josh underscore Ward. And looking at the basketball team, they've won four straight in the SEC. They beat A&M on Tuesday. Obviously, it took a, a, a big run at the end of the Texas game to even make that game look close. And 51 points is is not exactly getting the job done on offense. Um, however, what, what have you seen and what do you want to see in the Texas A&M win and against South Carolina this weekend that tells you that maybe that Texas game was just a one-off situation against a really good defensive team on the road? Well, uh, I can start with, you want to hit more shots. Tennessee hit shots against Texas A&M. That's good. If Tennessee is hitting from the outside and knocking down their free throws, they're going to get points. They'll do well enough because I think the defense will be able to create scoring opportunities. You know, really part of it is the mindset. I want to see them attack offensively. I thought Josiah Jordan James, who was kind of limited with his minutes against Texas A&M because of foul trouble, I thought he was really aggressive offensively and he attacked a little bit more Got to the free throw line. That's been an issue in the past. He's a big guy that's really athletic. If he can get to the free throw line, that can make a difference for Tennessee's offense. Really, it's about piecing it all together because I think Tennessee has enough players. If you get enough out of John Fulkerson, if you get enough out of Uros Plavsic, then the the backcourt's really talented. Zakai Ziegler, what he's done off the bench to go along and compliment Kennedy Chandler can take you where you need to go at the end of the season. So they're not there yet. But they're playing better basketball. I think they're playing tougher basketball, which you have to do over this next month to get ready for the postseason. Is the SEC worse than we thought? It was at first. It was better than we thought. Now you've got LSU on a you know on a free fall. Alabama is Alabama. Is the SEC worse than we thought it was? Well, I think it's maybe a little better at the top. Like Auburn's better than expected. Kentucky maybe even be better. Uh, we'll see. That performance against Kansas was really impressive. Uh, and Arkansas may be starting to put some things together to be as good or better than we thought. So I think depth is still there, but teams have the ability to drop off. LSU has done that. Texas A&M is not playing like it did even in the first couple of weeks. 
in SEC play. So I don't know that it's worse. Uh, I think depth is still legitimate, but maybe the cream is starting to rise and uh, come tournament time. That's what those fan bases want to see. And Tennessee's on that list. Tennessee is moving more in the right direction, I think, than in the wrong direction compared to like LSU or Alabama. Alabama is the toughest one to figure out because they played so well against really good teams. Uh, but then you have the clunkers as well. But that battle in the state, there's no question there. It's, it's Auburn's year in the state of Alabama. That's just Alabama for you, Josh. Josh Ward, WNML, at Josh underscore Ward. Always a pleasure, man. Thank you for joining us. You got it. Thank you. The 440 is brought to you by our wonderful friends, the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. They are Nashville's locally owned custom home and remodeling firm, and they are the only name you need to know if you're making a big decision about your house or your future house. Just check out their work. BuildKG.com is the website. Just talk to them. I guarantee you, you will be better off. That's the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com. Thank you guys all for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. Please share the show. That is all that we ask. Just share the product. My name is Braden Gall. Follow me on the Twitters at Braden Gall. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great weekend. This has been the 440 for Friday, February 4th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.